Book Six, Chapter Nineteen of the Boys and Girls Pliny by Pliny the Elder. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Instincts and Peculiarities of Fishes. The statements which Ovid has made as to the instincts of fish, in the work of his known as the Treatise on Fishes, appears to me truly marvellous. Footnote of this work begun by ovid during his banishment in pontus and probably never completed only a fragment of one hundred and thirty-two lines has come down to us End of footnote. the scarus for instance when enclosed in the wicker kipe makes no effort to escape with its head nor does it attempt to thrust its muzzle between the osiers but turning its tail towards them it enlarges the orifices with repeated blows therefrom and so makes its escape backwards should too another scarus from without chance to see it thus struggling within the kipe it will take the tail of the other in its mouth and so aid it in its efforts to escape the lupus again when surrounded with the net furrows the sand with its tail and so conceals itself until the net has passed over it the murena trusting in the slippery smoothness of its rounded back boldly faces the meshes of the net and by repeatedly wriggling its body makes its escape the polyp makes for the hooks and without swallowing the bait clasps it with its feelers nor does it quit its hold until it has eaten off the bait or perceives itself being drawn out of the water by the rod the mullet too is aware that within the bait there is a hook concealed and is on its guard against the ambush still however so great is its ferocity that it beats the hook with its tail and strikes away from it the bait the lupus again shows less foresight and address but repentance at its imprudence arms it with mighty strength for when caught by the hook it flounders from side to side and so widens the wound till at last the insidious hook falls from its mouth the murena not only swallows the hook but catches at the line with its teeth and so gnaws it asunder the antheus ovid says the moment it finds itself caught by the hook turns its body with its back downwards upon which there is a sharp knife-like fin and so cuts the line asunder trebius niger informs us that whenever the loligo is seen darting above the surface of the water it portends a change of weather that the cypheus or in other words the swordfish has a sharp pointed muzzle with which it is able to pierce the sides of a ship and send it to the bottom instances of which have been known near cot a place in mauritania not far from the river lixus he says too that the loligo sometimes darts above the surface in such vast numbers as to sink the ships upon which they fall at many of the country seats belonging to the emperor the fish eat from the hand footnote martial book four epistle thirty speaks of this being the case at the fish ponds of Bayet, where the emperor's fish were in the habit of making their appearance when called by name End of footnote. 
in the fountain of jupiter at labranda there are eels which eat from the hand and wear earrings footnote in oars he probably means ornaments suspended from the gills a thing which in the case of eels might be done End of footnote. at myra too in lycia the fish in the fountain of apollo known as surium appear and give oracular presages when thrice summoned by the sound of a flute if they seize the flesh thrown to them with avidity it is a good omen for the person who consults them but if on the other hand they flap at it with their tails it is considered an evil presage at hierapolis in syria footnote the seat of the worship of the half-fish goddess Adirga, Atergatis, Astarte, or Dercito. End of footnote. The fish in the lake of Venus obey the voice of the officers of the temple. Bedecked with ornaments of gold, they come at their call, fawn upon them while they are scratched, and open their mouths so wide as to admit of the insertion of the hand. End of Book 6, Chapter 19